Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Good morning, everyone. Today is a, what we normally call a Good Friday. It is a Good Friday today. Can I please ask that you open your Bibles to the book of Matthew? We'll be reading a few verses from chapter 27. We'll be reading from 33 to 54. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of the skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gold to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that he might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there. And they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. 38. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their their heads and saying, You would destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priest also mocking with the scribes and the elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will love him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that, said, this man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies on the saints of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly. This was the Son of God. Amen. Truly, this was the Son of God. 
And today is actually a very important day to us all believers. Forgive me for my voice if I'm croaking a little bit. Hope you can hear me. But today is a very important day for us all believers. And the story of the death of Jesus Christ is not necessarily a story that is meant to be tagged to a good day, a good Friday. In fact, it's sad. And I'm sure that you've heard the story before. It is sad for us to have lost our Savior. Think about the story of Jesus Christ from two different angles, especially the story of his death. The first angle is that of an unbeliever or a bystander who actually saw commotion, many people making noise, a lot of people following. There was a lot of noise, somebody being excused, somebody is going to be nailed on the cross, is going to be crucified. And that person doesn't know anything but arrives and see many people gathering, many people beating a man, spatting on him, kicking him, insulting him, making mockery of him, despising him. And he's like, what's happening? The what is the situation? Who is it happening to? Oh, it's just a mere man. Maybe he's a thief. Maybe he's a robber. But he's certainly beaten for his fault. Oh, the what and what are they going to do to him? They are going to kill him. Okay. And that man will not necessarily have bothered too much because, after all, it was common these days to get someone crucified. But the who is the question. Who was that man that was really going to be crucified? That man, did he really have any faults, any mistakes, anything that we could really pin on him as an accusation that deserved death, except that he was claiming to be the son of God? And then you have the story or the different angle, that which is from a believer, somebody who has been following the teaching of Jesus Christ, somebody who has been impacted by his ministry, somebody who has really seen the miracles that Jesus Christ did day in, day out, somebody who has tested, who has been closed, and who has seen that the Lord indeed was good. This man was more than what people claim he was. He was more than a man. He was the son of God. And... People who have been following Jesus Christ and seeing all the things happening to him were probably crying on the way, following Jesus Christ. Crying, but crying, hoping that at the end he will not be crucified. Crying with their hearts out, Master, Master, Savior, Lord, giving all the names that are rightly the name of Jesus Christ, but still believing that he, who had performed so many miracles, will do something, even at the last minute, so that he will not die. There was pain. It wasn't something funny. There was pain. There were tears. There was a lot of noise. There were the pro-Jesus and the people against Jesus. But the bottom line is the man himself who was carrying his heavy cross. The man himself who was led to the cross. The man Jesus, the son of God, our savior. He didn't say anything. Because in his mind, in the, deep, in the depth of his heart, he knew that that was the accomplishment of his mission. The mission was coming to an end. It was coming to a close. He had come for a very specific purpose. And you know what? You and I, there are some actions in our lives that will actually define who we are. Some critical actions that at some stage will define who we are, what we stand for. And that action of carrying his cross, that action of being crucified and accepting it, is really what defined Jesus Christ as our Savior. That's what is giving him the title. Before he was the Messiah, he was the promised one. He was the one who came to fulfill a promise. But 
that death made him our savior because he had come so that people like us would be redeemed and have life. People like us who are not worthy, who are not worthy, the people who do not want to know him, the people who do not want to embrace him, people like us could be touched, transformed. But you know what? The most importantly is that we could be saved. Could be saved to go and spend eternity with Jesus Christ. And that was the most important thing. So these two angles are also testifying of how important his ministry has been, but even more so, how dividing it is still today. There are the pro-Jesus and there are the against Jesus. But what are the pro-Jesus doing today? Some of them are still not in churches to worship him. Some of us have forgotten what it took him to go on the cross of Calvary to die for, for us. Some of us have fallen back and forgotten what, where we have started. We have started because we have seen this man on the cross being killed for us. That's where we started from. But you know what? Today is a good Friday still. It's a good Friday because it's a Friday that we celebrate as a day where Christ Jesus saved us. So it's good for us in that sense. Good for us in that in the death of Jesus Christ, we have a new hope. Good in us that good for us in the fact that Jesus Christ had defeated death. You know, I'm sure that from the time he came, he knew that he would die. He knew how he would die. He knew exactly when he would die. In fact, he had the last dinner of the, the Passover meal with his disciples and said, let's have this last one before in the next two days I'm going to be suffering many things. He knew what he will go through. And how many of us will give, what will we give today if we could foresee or, you know, fathom what could happen? You know, if you knew that you were going to have something, irrespective of this being bad or good, and you could actually really have understanding of the events preceding that big thing, you will actually probably not focus on these events because you will know what they will be. You will probably be looking at, you know, what's the accomplishment, what's the end, the dead end, that big thing, what will that be? Jesus Christ knew that the big hand will be the death, but the death to bring salvation, the death for all mankind, the death to actually say it is accomplished, it is finished, the promises has actually come to be fulfilled. He has gone from that point to prepare a place for us. It is something that Jesus didn't consider. He didn't consider how he was beaten, how he was, um, how he was treated by people, how he was accused. Rather, I'm sure that he had tears in his heart. Rather, I also think he had hope that many will actually realize that he was the king. And that he coming from his glory in heaven, in the kingdom of God, to come down to earth, his coming was not purposeless. That's Jesus Christ that we serve today. And he died and it was a painful death. It was a painful death because I don't think that death is ever pain-free. It's painful either for the person who suffers it or it's painful also for the people who witness and many people today remember that Jesus Christ died. And I remember that my Savior died. And I know that I stand because he actually died for me. And that's probably a time that we need to reflect. Where do we stand today? 
what is our faith today? I like the, the lyrics of the, the songs that Jane chose. And, you know, when you sing, you actually see how the Spirit of God ministers to you. But indeed, it deserves our all. Christ deserves our all, not half heartedly as coming to a service because we need to tick the box and say we've attended that Easter service. We need to give him our all. And if today we find ourselves and we examine ourselves and we find that we are probably standing a little bit further than we should, then there is always a way with Jesus Christ. That's why he died, so that we could have life, so that we could live the life to the fullest, but the fullest in serving him. And today we are servants of the Lord. Today we are actually looking at his, the pain that he suffered. We are looking at everything he went through. And we just appreciate the fact that God had great plan. And that through the death of Jesus Christ, we are actually alive. It is a difficult day. It is not a day where we should actually just rejoice. It is a day where we should actually also have a sober reflection as to where we stand as Christians, as to whether the death of Jesus Christ still means something for us. It is what we should think about today. Do we truly appreciate his suffering? Do we truly appreciate his suffering that he did suffer throughout his journey to the cross of Calvary? If yes, then our attitude will be different. If yes, then we'll be more ready to forgive one another. If yes, we will be more ready to give a room for Christ to minister to us and to be changed and renewed and to die to self. We are not dying to self enough. We like our own habits, our own attitudes, but sometimes it comes against what Jesus Christ died for and actually what we are doing. We should really, really make sure we die to self. Thank you for listening and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.